the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. SRNU. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park and 910 WTWD Plant City. It's time for Verse by Verse. Sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. Now, in contrast to the hardened heart who is totally unresponsive, this person does respond. He has a response to the Word of God. In fact, Jesus said he responds very quickly. Notice, he said he immediately receives it with joy. He's happy about it. Now, this may appear to be something that's very positive because this person offers no resistance to the gospel, but seems to be quite enthusiastic in his embracing of the truth about Christ the moment he hears it. In fact, it appears that that his attitude is, this is what I've been waiting for all of my life. Let me have it. That kind of response when we share the gospel message may seem like that person fully understands God's plan of salvation. However, it may be just a flash-in-the-pan kind of enthusiastic acceptance. There is no real understanding of what being saved means. As Pastor Steve Kreloff will show us in today's class, a person needs to examine the issues much deeper. You have tuned in to Verse by Verse, a daily radio broadcast coming to you from Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. We are so very glad that you have joined us. Pastor Steve Kreloff has pastored Lakeside for over 30 years. His verse by verse explanation of Scripture has been used of the Lord to glorify Jesus Christ and give in depth teaching to his congregation. A newly released book entitled Timeless Truths from a Faithful Shepherd is being offered to anyone who sends a contribution to Verse by Verse this month. This 207-page book is a compilation of some of the best of Steve Kreloff's messages over the 30 years of his ministry at Lakeside. It will be a rich resource of teaching for you, and your gift will help keep Verse by Verse on the air. Send your gift to Verse by Verse Ministries, EO Box 5884, Clearwater, Florida. 33758. You can contribute online by going to versebyverseradio.org. Click on the Support Us tab, then scroll down to the Donate button. You can contribute by credit card or through your PayPal account. Another option is to call us at 727-239-0306. Now let's get to our class for today. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 18. Here is Pastor Steve. Now keep in mind where we are in our gospel study of of Matthew. Having closed chapter 12, Matthew tells us that Israel had essentially rejected Jesus as their king. There would be an official rejection when he comes in his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, but essentially they had rejected him. When they said, you're demonic, and the religious leaders concluded that he casts out demons by Beelzebul, they were, they were essentially saying, it's over. We've made up our minds. And Jesus knows that. And so he understands that Israel has made a decision already that will not be reversed. Eventually he will be crucified, resurrected, then returned to the Father. 
he now turns his attention to his disciples and prepares them for what they could expect as his witnesses while he's no longer physically present. He prepares them to be his sowers during the church age. And we as his present day sowers need to know that these are the various kinds of responses to the gospel that we can expect as we witness for Christ by spreading the word of God. And so with this as our background, we want to discover this morning the different responses to the gospel message that we're going to encounter. There are four of them. We're going to look at two today and then, Lord willing, two next week. So let's begin by looking at the first kind of person that Jesus spoke of concerning the comparison with the soil is the person with a hardened heart. Verses 18 and 19 say this. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. Jesus begins his interpretation of this parable. And by the way, as I said, he called it the parable of the sower by explaining that some people are just like that, that hardened, packed down, beaten down soil along the road. They hear God's word. But like the hard-packed soil where the plant seed fell, the message about Christ just doesn't penetrate, doesn't penetrate their hearts. And why doesn't the gospel penetrate this person's hearts? Well, let's look and see what Jesus said. He explained it. He said that while he hears the word of the kingdom, meaning he hears the gospel, this is an individual who's heard the gospel about the kingdom, meaning Christ is king and you enter his kingdom by way of repentance and faith in him. He hears the word of the kingdom, yet he said he does not understand it. In other words, this is a person who someone is witness to. He's not he's not ignorant of the gospel. He's heard it, but he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't grasp it. And why not? Why doesn't this person understand the gospel? Well, it's not because he's lacking in intelligence. It has nothing to do with his intelligence or his education Remember, the Pharisees were, were, for the most part, brilliantly educated. They didn't get it. It has nothing to do with the way the message was presented in the sense that maybe someone presented it in a oh, somewhat unclear manner. It was a little bit confusing. Uh, they didn't really do a great job of, of connecting the dots. That's not why this person doesn't understand it. And it certainly has nothing to do with the power of the message with, with the seed because Paul said in Romans 1 that the gospel is the power of God that leads to salvation. So it has nothing to do with the man's intelligence, nothing to do with how the gospel is presented to him or the seed. This hard-hearted individual doesn't understand the gospel, listen, because he doesn't want to understand it. That's why. See, like the hard-packed, beaten-down soil of the road, this person's heart has become so hardened to the truth of of the message of of Christ, he's just not interested in it. He doesn't want to comprehend it. He's not interested in understanding it. It's, It's this precious truth about Christ being king and savior means nothing to him. So he's not going to give any careful consideration to it. It never crosses his mind to contemplate this, to reflect on it. It's just like the farmer seed lying on the surface of the soil. So the word of the kingdom just lies on the surface of his life, and it never sinks in and penetrates his heart. just doesn't go any deeper. He doesn't care. It just lies there. 
One insightful Bible teacher described this person with a hardened heart. And he wrote this. He's the he's the person who often is referred to in the Old Testament as stiff necked. He's unconcerned with the things of God, completely indifferent to anything spiritual. The word makes no penetration into his heart or mind. He does not give the gospel the least consideration, thinking it to be total foolishness. He has so continually and consistently resisted anything that smacks of spirituality that the soil of his heart has become pounded down until it is impenetrable and insensitive. I think that's exactly right. I think that's exactly right. See, people with hardened hearts like this may react to the gospel with intense animosity, like the Pharisees and and the scribes, but not always, not necessarily. They may just be indifferent, apathetic, like most of the Jewish people who witnessed Christ's miracles, especially the Galileans, who cared nothing about it. They didn't even get upset. They were apathetic. They did nothing. But regardless of how someone outwardly reacts when they hear the gospel, there is a hardness to them that never allows the truth to penetrate their hearts simply because they don't want it to. They're very satisfied with things going on in their lives, their sinful condition. They're not interested in repenting. They're not interested in having Christ reign over them. They are like the people of John chapter 3 who Jesus spoke of who said that men love darkness rather than light lest their deeds be exposed. They don't want the gospel. They're not going to think about the gospel. It means absolutely nothing to them. As I said before, it just never even crosses their minds that this might be the message that could save their souls for all of eternity. And they care so little about the gospel, they actually do nothing with it. They just hear it, and they refuse to think any more about it. They may react with being hostile. They may not. But they do nothing with it. Now, how does a person become this hardened to the truth? How does a person become this hard to the gospel so that when someone witnesses to them, it leaves no impression upon them? Well, the only thing that makes someone this hard to the truth is sin. That is the only thing. Constant sinfulness and resistance to God's word and perhaps even their own conscience just causes one to become so callous to the truth That one can reach a point where it can hear God's word just has no impact on him. Nothing. The word just lies on the surface. The person doesn't even bother to think another thought about it. And you know what happens when this takes place, when it just lies there on the surface? It's not allowed to penetrate. Won't take root in their hearts and minds. Jesus explained what happens in verse 19. He said, the evil one, meaning the devil, comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. In other words, just like the birds in the parable who saw the the exposed seed on the surface of the hard-packed soil, they swooped down and they uh, they ate the seed. So when Satan, the evil one, sees God's word just lying on the surface of someone's life without penetrating it, he swoops in and he snatches it snatches the word away. In other words, when someone hears the Bible. And does nothing with it. It has no impact on his life. The the devil comes and snatches away what that person heard so that the word has no opportunity to penetrate his heart and life. Now, how does Satan do this? Well, Jesus didn't explain that here. But Paul talked about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let me just show you this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. As Paul is, is dealing with the problems at the church at Corinth and the false teachers who uh, were misleading them. 
He tells them in 2 Corinthians 4, starting in verse 3, And if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. That is, if people don't understand it, it's people who are perishing, he says. In whose case, the God of this world, meaning the devil, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So Paul makes it very clear that Satan has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they don't see the truth about Christ. How does he do this? Well, there's no one method. He has a variety of devices, a variety of methods and strategies that he uses with various people. And let me give you some of his more popular devices. Sometimes Satan uses false teachers to snatch away the gospel message. Paul referred to false teachers in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 as ambassadors of Christ. Most of the time they are unwittingly his ambassadors. He called in 1 Timothy 4.1 their teaching doctrines of demons. He said they were deceitful individuals. They, their goal is to deceive people. And how do they do this? They often do it by telling those who have heard the gospel where the word just lies there on the surface, they'll come along and say, you know what? You don't need to listen to that. That just isn't true. That's from another era. We're so far advanced now. That, that's just old fundamentalism. What you need is human tradition. What you need is our religious system built around a, a self-righteous, man-made way of life. That's what will help you have inner peace. That's what will help you be really satisfied in your heart. You don't need that stuff. So false teachers are often used by Satan to snatch away the gospel. Sometimes the devil blinds people to the gospel by using our own sinful pride. He'll whisper in our ears, the gospel is for those people, those bad people. You're not one of them. Have you ever murdered anybody? Of course not. You're, you're far better than most. If you can't make it to heaven, then nobody can. You're such a good person. Devil also uses the fear of being rejected by family and friends. This is a major way that Satan snatches away the gospel. People who have heard the gospel often hear in their hearts, what will people think of you if you turn into a religious fanatic? You might lose your family and friends. You, you could even hurt your business career because now you're going to have to be honest. So forget about what you heard about Jesus. It's just not worth it. You, you might even lose your marriage, your children. Why would you do that? You know what? This happens so often to uh, Jewish people today who hear the gospel. Satan swoops in and causes them to think that coming to Christ means being a traitor to their to their people and the rich Jewish heritage. And he'll whisper in their ear, you don't want to be a Gentile. You don't want to be a Gentile. You'll you'll be turning away from your people. You'll be a traitor to them. And listen, Satan is so deceptive in blinding people to the gospel that he will even use inconsistent Christians to turn people away from the message as he convinces them that if those hypocrites are Christians, you don't want anything to do with with someone who believes that you don't be like them. In fact, why do you need the gospel? You behave so much better than they do. Now, if you've ever allowed Satan to deceive you with any of these lies or or anything else like this, and you need to be aware of the fact that they are exactly what we said they are, they're lies and that your heart has been hardened to the gospel and it needs to be softened to the gospel. 
Can it be softened? Absolutely. How does God soften a hard-hearted person? And, and he does do that. Because, folks, if he didn't do that, none of us could ever be saved. Because we're all hardened to the gospel. In fact, not only were we hard, the Bible says we were dead in sins and trespasses. Oh, very often, God breaks through a hard heart. You know how he sends some intense pain into our life? Some intense trial so that you you see, even as an unsaved person, you see that you are insufficient to handle this severe problem in your life. And you don't know the Lord at all, but you know that you need help. You know that you need God's help. And as you turn to God for his help with this trial, so often God in his mercy so graciously opens our hearts to understand that what we thought was a big problem, that's really not the biggest problem. Our biggest problem is our sinful condition. That we're lost and on our way to hell. And God so graciously, as we have sought him to help us with what we thought was the real problem, then uses this new awareness of his need for help to ultimately bring us to himself for salvation. That's been the experience of many people. So God does soften in his own time and sovereign way hardened hearts. But Christ's point in telling us about people with hearts that that are hardened to his word is to inform us that this is what we can expect. This is what we can expect as we witness to people in our world. And that means you're going to encounter people like this. So don't avoid them. Witness to them. Understand why the gospel means nothing to them. And don't don't try to be fancy. Just give them the word. They reject it because they are hard hearted. It's not our job to change their hearts. It's our job to give the word. But there is a second type of response of the gospel, one that I want to focus on this morning, that Jesus said we can expect as we spread the seed of his of his word. In addition to those who have hard hearts, the Lord spoke about a person who will respond to the word of the kingdom with a shallow heart, a shallow heart. Notice verses 20 and 21. The one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately falls away. Now, in contrast to the hardened heart who is totally unresponsive, that that individual doesn't respond at all to the gospel. This person does respond. He has a response to the word of God. In fact, Jesus said he responds very quickly. Notice, he said he immediately receives it with joy. He's happy about it. Now, this may appear to be something that's very positive because this person offers no resistance to the gospel, but seems to be quite enthusiastic in his embracing of the truth about Christ. The moment he hears it, in fact, it appears that that his attitude is this is what I've been waiting for all of my life. Let me have it. But it isn't a positive thing. It just appears that way at first. In fact, it's quite negative because this person is not a converted person. Now, why do I say that? Because Jesus said that eventually this individual falls away. It's only temporary. Whatever he has is only temporary. Now, this doesn't mean that he was once saved and then he lost his salvation. The Bible makes it abundantly clear that salvation is eternal because it's not based on us. It's based on Christ finished work. So it doesn't mean that he had something in terms of salvation and he lost it. It means that he was never converted in the first place. He fell away, not from salvation, but from professing to believe in the Lord. And in other words, 
He fell away in the sense that he no longer claims to be a Christian. He once did, but now no longer. Now, let me explain what the Lord was talking about in telling us about this person. He's telling us he's like the the one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places. Jesus was comparing this individual to the rocky soil that he spoke of in verses five and six. Let me read that again to you to refresh your thinking. He said others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil. And immediately notice here's that quickness. They immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Now, just like the seed that initially looks good because it springs up so quickly, so this individual, Jesus said, initially looks good because he too quickly responds to the gospel. And his life does take on some outward changes. But understand, understand his response to the gospel message is not the response of a person who is convicted of his sin and has thought through the implications of repentance and Christ's lordship in his own life. He's not done that. This individual's response, what he hears about Christ is nothing beyond, note this, a shallow, impulsive, emotional decision. It's no deeper than that. There is nothing here about repentance in his heart, nothing here about submission to Christ's authority in his life. It's just not deeper than that. Nothing about genuine faith. In other words, Jesus was teaching that this individual's heart is like the shallow soil with a layer of rock just beneath the surface. And just as the seed of the plant initially looked good as it sprang up quickly, so this person's life initially looks converted as he does make some changes in his behavior. But you see, the plant only gave the appearance of being healthy when it really wasn't. It was just a short-lived plant because its roots could not penetrate the rock beneath it. Likewise, the shallow-hearted person initially gives the appearance of being a Christian when he's not because he has never been, watch this, he has never been rooted in Christ. Never rooted The changes in his life are very short-lived and they're very temporary. What kind of changes? Well, he may become very active in the life of his church. He may be the kind of person who is there every time the doors open. He's the first one in. He's the last one out. He just can't get enough of the Bible and being with God's people. He, he may be here Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday night, any home Bible study. He's, he's so active. He's, he puts others to shame. He is incredibly zealous. He may be more vocal and outspoken in his witnessing for the Lord than, than most of the people in the church. He may be the kind of person who wears funny looking little ties with gospel messages on it. Puts it on his phone message about the Lord. He's got bumper stickers. Everywhere he goes, he's an outspoken person for Christ. But the problem is, is that this man isn't rooted in Jesus, And so his changes are only superficial and they're external. He doesn't really love the Lord. He's never been truly converted. These changes, in other words, are not coming from a heart that's been transformed through repentance and faith in Christ. He's just on an emotional roller coaster. He's just thrilled about this. And he's very active. And the proof that this person has never been converted is that like the plants without any roots in the shallow 
soil that wither and die after being scorched by the sun. So this individual will eventually fall away from his association and connection to Christianity. That's precisely the point that Jesus was making in verse 21. You may listen to this class session again by going to our website, versebyverseradio.org. Click on the Message Archive and then on Sort by Date. Take advantage of being there to sign up for the free monthly newsletter and our free podcasting service. Our goal at Verse by Verse is to help you in your spiritual walk with the Lord Jesus. There are many resources available to you on the website. Download as many messages as you like and share them with friends. Don't forget our book offer, Timeless Truths from a Faithful Shepherd, which is being sent to you for a contribution of any size. It has some of the best of Pastor Steve's messages that he's delivered at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. It will be a great help to you. Your contributions and faithful prayer support keep this program on the air. Ask for your copy when you send your gift of any size to Verse by Verse Ministries, P.O. Box 5884, Clearwater, Florida, 33758. Or you may call us at 727-239-0306 to request the book. Our email address is contact at versebyverseradio.org. Until next time, this is Jerry Pruden thanking you for listening to Verse by Verse. Listen, you've got to be good enough, work enough, sweat enough. Christianity says you don't have to do any of that. You come to me. It is my life lived through you. Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTB. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.